Good evening and Shavuot Tov. Welcome to Havdalah Happy Hour, newest edition on our Bethel Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. Uh, that's Jeremy. Jeremy, Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov, everyone. How was Shabbat, Ben? It was so nice. You know, it's always nice to be in services. I love Shabbat. I love the restful atmosphere. I just love to be with community, and I love to eat food. So Shabbat was great. How about you? For me, it's family, and we have small kids, and it's just having everyone come together, and we can only do so much with the kids. You know, they're uh, <laughs> two and four, but, um, you know, what we do every Friday night, you know, we bring the kids together, and uh, we do a little service at the house, and then uh, I am normally out the door to show and... Uh, my wife is with the kids for the next few hours entertaining. But, no, it's just about yeah, being with family nice, and, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, ha- having some sort of dinner after show, and, uh, and, and, it, and, and it's great. So. Yeah, Shabbat is great. I love it. And Shabbat at Bethel is always very nice. Especially after this week. I feel like this last week, it was one of those weeks yeah, where week. <laughs> if, if by Wednesday I was like, is it Shabbat yet? Yeah. I mean, even my kid, he woke up Thursday morning and thought it was Shabbat. I, was, I felt that. <laughs> it, it, it was just, it, it was a crazy, and maybe it was the weather also. Could be, yeah. It was some real nasty weather. And and we were spoiled also because we were in Florida for the last three weeks. So, mm. you, you know, we were in the warm and uh, come back and just that cold rain. I forgot what day it was last <laughs> week, but I mean, had it been like cold, cold like Baltimore cold, we, we'd probably still be snowed in the house. I feel like. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, you'd get out. I feel like you always get out. When I also out. like, I, uh, you know, I don't like snow, but I do enjoy the cold. So I'm not, you know, I hate rain, though. I do hate rain. I it, hate the rain. It's that cold rain yeah, that, that I you can't enjoy. warm up. And even for our listeners, you know, we know we have listeners all over the country. And um, I, I just feel like this was a tough weather week everywhere. And you know who I really feel bad for? You know, speaking of synagogue, you know, the folks that walk to shul. Yep. It's uh, hard to do that in certain types of weather. Yeah, you uh, you 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 really don't get uh don't don't get a get a get a break. What are you guys drinking over there? Oh, you know, <laughs> I personally like to have a little shlivovitz after the holiday, after the Shabbat, you know, is is over, or after the holiday, whatever it happens to be, shlivovitz. I think is a drink for all seasons. I know some people think it's only for Pesach, but that's that's not true. And, and, and you and some of your friends, I know you guys post about this a lot sometimes on social media, you know, whether it's a different season or um, I, I think the coolest thing that uh, a member of our clergy does uh, during Hanukkah. Um, yeah, the whiskey menorah. I have heard yeah. lots of stories. I've never been in the presence of it before, but so maybe that, next that year. that menorah, I think, used to belong to Rabbi Loeb. It was in R- his office, and uh, somehow I, I think he gave it to Cantor King, and, and, and the whiskey menorah appear every night of Hanukkah, a different shot of, of, of whiskey, and it's a lovely way to celebrate the, the holiday and definitely warms you up a little bit. And for our listeners who are not familiar with Bethel Congregation, where mm-hmm. the podcast is based out of, uh, and our quote-unquote home base, Rabbi Loeb. Uh, rabbi Loeb was the uh, the senior rabbi here uh, for a long time. He was the second senior rabbi in our history. First, of course, founding Rabbi Jacob Agus of blessed memory. Uh, rabbi Loeb, uh, I always get the dates wrong here. Um, I think he finished... Um, if you get the date wrong, no one's going to know. Yeah. Well, so. either way, he retired and then was managing. Uh, he was he was working in a small expat synagogue in Milan, Italy. Uh, Rabbi Loeb loved opera and he loved food. And so he loved to be in Italy and he was working there uh, where he unfortunately passed away. Um, and so he's been in gone a long time. And of course, now Rabbi Schwartz, our senior rabbi. But Rabbi Loeb was uh, a beloved rabbi here at Bethel and was also a collector of unique Judaica. And sure. I think that's how he came to acquire this menorah, which definitely was not originally intended for whiskey, but, you know, why not? 
<laughs> and as a kid at Bethel, I can just remember the presence. Yeah. You know, especially you're a kid, so anyone that's up on the beam, you know, they're yeah. going to look like this large, oh, and big... He, and he was a big man. Big know. figure. Not even yeah. in stature, though, you know, yeah. just... But, uh, <laughs> you know, I certainly have those uh, those memories. And if you're just tuning in, this is Havdalah Happy Hour. If you're waiting for us to get to the point, so to say, this is it. Hopefully yeah, you'll, keep, you'll, you'll keep listening. <laughs> but, you know, imagine your brothers or cousins or... Um, you, you know, other people just sitting around the table, um, you know, on, on a Saturday evening. When we were talking about walking the shoal in yeah. bad weather, it, it made me think about something that happened last week. And I actually sent you a text. Uh, I think it was Monday night or Tuesday night. Oh, but yeah. C- Crown Heights. <laughs> yeah. What did I, didn't I send you a funny response? I think I did. So I, I think it was. And it was the video that I saw on Twitter. What is Twitter called? It's X. X, X now. Yeah. Can we say? I guess we can. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it, 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 that's it, what it is. It is X, formerly known as Twitter. X, formerly <laughs> known as Twitter. So I'm a scroller <laughs> in, in the evenings. You know, my sure. uh, my wife watches. I don't know what the show. And I'm still in the room, but I'm not there. You know, I'm. Is it I'm, Teen Mom? Does she love Teen Mom? I don't know what. I don't pay it. I should probably know that. I think Bravo shows. Oh but, yeah, but, sure. But I can't lie and say I've never watched. We had some. I'm not going to plug them on this show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got into some of them. But at the end of the day, you can only be the crew member on a boat and have so many different <laughs> scenarios happen to you until event. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that boat's going in a circle in the Chesapeake Bay. Oh, Jeremy, have- you ever see Poseidon Adventure? <laughs> You grow up watching Love Boat. That, yeah, that, yeah, that sure. storyline sometimes would 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 probably trump uh, would, uh, Below the Deck. Lo- Love Boat but, was good TV. <laughs> but anyway, Crown Heights, I saw the video. Oh, my God. I saw it, too. And, I was and, like, and, 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 no. and I saw the, the police shout out NYPD, but I, I saw the police arresting all these folks yeah. in, in inside of the building, of, of the headquarters there. Yeah, um, Chabad or, World Headquarters, 770 as it's colloquially. 770, seven, 770. And so here's the story. We're, what, almost a week since it happened. Oh and <laughs> I think what the government has told us is that over the course of – talk about bad timing, too. Yeah, right. Bad timing. But over the course of, I guess, weeks or months, um, these folks have been digging – Tunnels. One one tunnel. Is it one it's tunnel? It's one tunnel. Okay. So last I heard, it was it was one tunnel. You know what it was? It's one tunnel, but it had different apparently entrances or well, exits I through. I think yeah, because I think it initially started actually much longer ago when COVID first started, as a way for people to sort of access a, a mikvah that had been closed down during the lockdown. Okay. And then I think it sort of snowballed into what it is now, which I think is that there's a, a group within Chabad that wanted to expand the 770 complex. Um, of course, this is not the correct way to do that. <laughs> Probably not the right way, and I think anytime you do tun- tunneling, I'm, I'm no expert in the field, but should probably get a permit and uh, yeah. and, and go through. So uh, that, that was certainly front and center on my feed, and of course now Chabad is saying vandalism and well, uh, th- this was a group within that was unauthorized. Right. So I think that that's sort of like the interesting thing is that there there is the, the you know there are these multiple groups within the Chabad community, um, you know, and the, the, there's sort of contention around who owns the building, and you know, since the Rebbe died, and I think it was like 1994 he died, um, but there is an element of Chabad that believes him to be the Messiah and coming back, and so I think that this particular I don't even know if to call it a fringe group, but this 
group within Chabad, you know, really wants to expand the facility. And I know they've been talking about it for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and nobody could agree because, again, nobody realized uh, who, no, knows who, who owns the building. And then, of course, permits and this and that and all these other things. And so that just sort of, like, never happened. Have you ever been to 770? I have never. I've been in the area mm-hmm. and driven by it. But the, the few times I've been in that, you, you can't even get on the street oh, most yeah. of the time. It's or- a... I mean, it is a pilgrimage site for many Jewish people. Um, I have been to 770, not inside. I just, you know, on the outside, I have things about Chabad. But I'll tell you this, Jeremy. If you drive down uh, Park Heights, okay, uh, right after, um, what's that school? Uh, and for those who are listening who are not from the Baltimore area, Park Heights Avenue, we're in just outside of Baltimore, that's our main thoroughfare. Well, yeah. uh, it, it basically goes from the heart of Baltimore City north into the suburbs and actually all, all the way out into the country area. So, and, Well, anyway. you keep driving down Park Heights uh, before you hit uh, what used to be Har Sinai, the, the Dome Shul. Which is a school now, I which think. Which I believe is now a school. Before you hit that, a little bit before you hit it, I, I always get a little confused, but Chabad has built a replica of 770. Really? On Park Heights. I saw it. Actually, somebody had mentioned it to me. Cantor King's wife, actually had told me that they were building this. And I was like, oh, that's you know sort of interesting. And I didn't realize how exactly of a replica it was because as I drove by it at its completion, it, I almost crashed my car. I was so shocked to see it there. You know, there used to be a shul, and, and they had done a lot of construction for it. This was probably about seven or eight years ago. I can't remember um, what, what the name was, but I'm thinking this might be in that same area. But now... I have something to do tomorrow. Yeah, check it out because it's uh, <laughs> it really looks exactly like 770. But it was done intentionally. No, 100%. It, yeah, I mean, that's what one of Chabad's things is they like to, you know, build replicas of 770. And they like the, wherever a Chabad building will be, they try to make the address 770. You know, they try to, you know, keep that, you know, going uh, for them. Holy number. You know, it's a big thing for them to be connected to the world headquarters and, in, in, you know, Crown Heights and, and this day. You know, it's just a lot of interesting things about Chabad. This tunnel is not one of them. <laughs> Definitely not. And again, such bad timing. Such and, bad timing. and of course, the critics and, oh, well, yeah, the, the, you know, there are other names we can call them if this wasn't a, a, a family pie. Is this a family pie? I feel like it's I not. It's Saturday night. It's not. <laughs> no one's listening. But, uh, uh, you know, they are certainly taking full advantage of the opportunity. Uh, of course. To, anytime. Uh, anytime just, you get an opportunity to, you know, you know, and this is always the thing, you know, and it's sad. You know, as a Jewish person, you have to think about, like, is this good for the Jews or bad for the Jews? And I'm going to say that this one is probably bad for the Jews. Definitely bad for the Jews. <laughs> def- de- de- definitely bad. I bet you thought when we got together tonight, uh, we would not be talking about <laughs> Chabad. And, but no, just, you know, d- d- yeah, you're, you're correct. <laughs> just, just just something that, that, that sticks out. Well, one thing I want to mention um, also while we're together is tomorrow, 100 days, yeah. um, um, since, you know, that horrific attack on October 7th. And, um, you, you know, I know a lot of folks are going to be, um, you know, honoring those who have been killed and, you, you know, just as important, if not more important, um, it's over 130 um, human beings. And I think we need to continue to say that word. Yeah. And, um, I just get so frustrated during the week. You know, look, we're both involved in the synagogue. It's, you know, personally, professionally, folks in the area, you know, they, they know each of our stories. But I just say, where is the support? And yeah. I don't want to go down this road. You, you know, we, we could be here all night talking about it. Uh, but, um, you know, 
I have watched in my life, and, and you probably have, and, you know, Rabbi Dana Sorokin talks about this and other folks in the Baltimore area, but, you know, traditionally, the Jewish people, they rally, they march, they support, they stand side by side with so many other organizations. Yeah. Um, where, where's everyone now? Yeah, who, who's standing with? I mean, am I? If I'm wrong, tell me no, I'm wrong. No, you're if, not. It's a, it's a shocking and a, a sad, frankly, a, you know, double standard there. You know, because we as Jewish people know what it's like to be marginalized. We know what it's like to be persecuted against. We know what it's like when people don't take our concerns seriously. Um, we know what happens, and so you know. Also, the Torah teaches us, you know, that it's important for us to be mindful of these things and and to support, you know, other people who also are marginalized. It, it says that we have to take care of the widow, the stranger, the orphan. Right? These are these are marginalized people in our communities that we're required as a community to 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 help. And you know, like you said, we've spent a lot of money, a lot of time a lot of effort supporting all these other causes. And, and here now we are 100 days later after the most vicious attack on Jewish people since the Shoah. And uh, what, where, where is the support? You know, and, and I think it's a fair question because you're not seeing it. We're not seeing it. We're not seeing it in the international community. We're not seeing it in the local community. We're not seeing it. And um, it's really very sad to me because, like I said, we have spent a lot of our energies supporting these other causes and they're happy to have us then where are they now where are it, they it's now just one of the things one of the many things i should say that keep me keeps me awake at night wondering definitely um, why 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 but for our folks listening regardless of where you are and we know people are listening across the country and even you, you know outside of the country but there's a website one am i going to say this right one minute a day one min a day like shortened version of so, minute right so yeah. one M-I-N, a day, one minute a day. Yeah. Go on that website if you ha do it right now, unless you're driving. I know yeah, a lot no, of people no listen texting to and us. Driving. While right, yeah, don't do that. But go on one minute a day. You, you put in your address. You put in your zip code. Even if you don't, you know, put, if you don't want to use your address, put the address of your neighbor in. <laughs> it tells you who your representatives are, your, the elected officials who serve you. And I heard you say this. I don't know if it was earlier tonight or, or when we were together last night, but don't ask but demand. Yeah. We're done asking. I think we've been polite enough about, you know, the situation and it's time. Make, make that call. It, it, make it that is call. so the phone, all you have to do is push the button that says call and if you don't actually want to talk to a person, call after call right now. I mean, yeah, depending on where you're hours, listening. Leave a message. There's a script there. It'll tell you exactly what to say. You leave the message. Shabbat is over. Well, yeah. unless you're listening to us on the West, but then you wouldn't be listening if it was still Shabbat, I feel <laughs> like. What, what time is it on the West? Probably 4 o'clock now, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. But, um, but call the number on there. Call after hours if you don't want to talk to someone. And, you, you know, demand action from the people who serve us. Yeah, the fact that it's been 100 days and there are still people in captivity and the world has done nothing. And here, you elected officials have power to actually get something done. And frankly, they're not doing enough. And, and I think it's time to you know let them know. And we have to remind them because if we don't, no one else will. Speaking of Israel, and this might be the last time to we're together on a Saturday evening before you leave, but you're headed to a mission yeah. in Israel. That's right. Yeah, we leave on the twenty first. Is, is it next week? Uh, almost two two yeah, weeks, soon. something like that. <laughs> soon, but that's so. What are your thoughts? Um, obviously, this is going to be a little different. Yeah, um, you know, I've uh, been longing to get on a Bethel Israel trip for quite a number of years now, um, and it's never really worked out. Of course, this isn't really the the trip I had envisioned, but it's so important. 
uh, for me to to go now uh, of all times. I, I always tell people, <clears throat> and uh, you know, these are people who most of the time aren't Jewish. I, I don't know a lot, but I know a few. And you know, if I tell them, you know, I'm going to Israel, they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, wh- why would you go to a war zone or like? And it doesn't matter what is the situation in Israel. If you tell me to get on a plane and go, I will happily go. No questions asked. It doesn't matter what's going on. I don't care. Um, because Israel, I have such a strong, deep connection. It is our homeland. You know, it's not that's not just something we say. It's true. And for me, it's it's so important right now to be there to to bear witness to what's happened, to to be able to to help out in a small way, even if it's a small way. It's something that you know I can do to to be there. Uh, to be with our family, you know, to be with our people uh, at this crucial time. Um, and, uh, you know, you don't think it matters. You know, we're going for such a short time, but I think it really does. And um, I'm, I'm very excited to go and, and, and to, be, to be with our people during this time. So I've got to ask you, are you nervous? No, I'm really not. I never have been, you know, when going to Israel. And again, I think this is something that, like, <laughs> I told my mom I was going, and I was a little concerned by what her reaction might be. But she was like, oh, great. Um, and I was like, you know, this is, you know, because we know what, it, you know, being in Israel is like. Uh, and we know that it's really, even now, is still the safest place for a Jewish person to be. Sure. Um, even as rockets are falling down or, you know, we're at war. Um, but I'm not really nervous at all. I, I never have been. And like I said, whatever the situation, you put mine on a plane, I will go immediately. You know, it's funny. We talk to, uh, and, and remember this name, um, if, if you're listening um, right now, uh, Gideon Roan. Hmm. We, we, we talked with him. He's, remember that name, because you're going to hear it a lot, I have a feeling, in, in years and years to come. But, you know, he basically he made a reference. We were talking to him a couple weeks ago. He was in Israel when mm-hmm. the attacks yeah. happened, and he said, same thing you said. He said, in Israel, you know who the enemy is, and you can see them. 100%. He said, in the United States right now, don't always know who they are. That's cur- very true. I thought true. that was very powerful it's poignant. he it's said very it, true. And, um, and, and, and it's true. So um, Sad, but true. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be together again on a Saturday night before you go, but uh, de- de- definitely safe travels. Thank and, you. Uh, um, anything good coming up this week? I, I don't know what we have. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I'm like a live-in-the-moment kind of person. <laughs> I try to schedule things. Um, yeah. Let's look at that. What is Yeah, that's uh, – I don't think we have a lot. The kids are off of school on Monday, so – Yeah, you right. Know. Buildings closed as well, so right. some so time we're, off away. We're off. It's but not really off with building. kids, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find something. Yeah, to looking like it. a quiet week. I think some small meetings coming up. But, um, you know, it's uh, just really getting ready for, for this trip. Uh you know, all the little things. Have you checked your passport to make sure it's... <laughs> Did they tell you? No. They didn't tell you? Oh, no. okay. So I think this was yesterday. Wait a minute. Do you have an expired passport? No, well, I thought. I, here's, what, here's what happened. Here's what happened. So I went to get my passport. I was going to make a copy of it for, um, for Amanda. She's in charge of all of the things for the trip or the whatever. So I was making a copy of it for her. So I grabbed it. And I, you know, I was pretty sure it was in good shape. I haven't used it in a long time. I don't really go anywhere. Last big trip I took out of the country was like 2016, maybe. I Where'd went, you go? I went to Peru. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and I haven't used my passport since then. And so I, um, 
I, uh, I grabbed it. I always know where it is because as a Jewish person, you always should have a current passport if you need to run away. And cash. And cash. That's right. And cash on hand. This is what our parents say. Uh, feel right. like it's this true. Is yes. What they... This is what it is, right? This, <laughs> I, something that other people don't ever have to worry about. And this is why all of us in our generation have anxiety That's as right. well. Because... Do you ever play the who's, who's non-Jewish house you could hide at game? I've done that. Where can you well, hide supplies? It's on changed a lot, I think, since October seventh. Oh, but um, anyway, back, but back to your story. Back to this story because it is kind of. And funny. then we'll talk about why we all have anxiety. But <laughs> so I grab my passport and I glance at it briefly, and I look at it. and It says exp- date of expiration twenty fifteen. And I was like, what twenty fifteen? That can't be right. So I have a heart attack, and I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do? I'm leaving in like a week. Like, what is the? You can't get a passport in a week. I mean, they're so backlogged now regularly. Right. To get even an emergency one, it takes like ninety days. Like I was like dying, you know, and freaking out. And then I realized I looked down further the page, and I see the date twenty twenty five. It was like, ah, what? Did, so what? My initial thought. To do like whenever you see like date of expiration, and then you look up to see what the date is right. above that, right? Well, on the passport, it's different. It's underneath. So uh, date of issue underneath October 2015, right? And then date of expiration October 25, 2025 underneath. But I was confused because you always want to look up after you see that thing. And so I was like freaked out. I texted Amanda. And then I forgot to text her back. So all I texted her was like, oh, my God, I almost just died. And then I didn't say anything to her for like 20 minutes. And she's like, you can't, you can't do that to me. So after <laughs> you were, we all have anxiety. <laughs> after you were done throwing up, you realized that. Uh, yeah. So I feel like I have anxiety. So, yes, it, it is up to date. <laughs> I feel like I have anxiety because growing up, think about the shows that our parents used to let us watch. And I just thought when you were talking about anxiety before, um, in my house, we used to watch Cops on Saturday night. Oh, okay, sure. but I'm talking about as a kid. After Cops, there was a show on that was called America's Most Wanted. With John so Walsh, right? With John Walsh. Oh, so, yeah, but I remember think, that. Think about this. As a kid growing up in Pikesville, which for our listeners, if, if you're not familiar with the area, <laughs> Pikesville is a suburb just north of, of Baltimore City on the East Coast. But, you know, as I don't know how old I was. I mean, it's probably before my bar mitzvah. But, you know, I'm watching Cops, which, all right, were, you know, situations that maybe a, a kid doesn't need to, to, to be exposed to. <laughs> but then at nine o'clock after the first two episodes, they are profiling the most violent <laughs> criminals. And, and then dramatizing in, it. In, 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 correct. <laughs> and, and, and just this is what we're watching. And then I guess the cherry on the cake would be a little show. Called Rescue Nine One One. Do you remember that with remember, William Shatner? Yeah, where where it. that got you? It wasn't just the law enforcement yeah, stories. There was some right. fire and and some medical. So you, you know, you wonder why you, you know I, I walk around shaking all day. It's you know at a young age, and I, I know you, you know. You know what I used to to, to watch, which wasn't like traumatizing, well maybe traumatizing in sort of like a different way, was with cheaters. Do you remember cheaters? I feel like that was <laughs> were we kids then, or were we definitely? Older? I think we. I, I feel like I was. Probably should not have been watching Cheaters, probably. but also we probably shouldn't have been watching America's Most Wanted. A hundred percent. And but I did. God I bless. Did. God bless my parents if they're listening. I lo- I love you. I had a great childhood. But just looking back, please, you know, my mom's is probably texting me as, as she. I'm so sorry. Well, I got good news for you because I heard it's coming back. What's that? America's Most Wanted. Oh, I thought you were saying Rescue 911 is no, coming No, no, back. no, no. But I heard America's Most Wanted is coming back with I feel John like, Walsh. Really? Yeah. I feel like they tried to revive that show a couple different times. And... I don't know if this one will be the charm, but you think you think because you watched Cops is, is why you became a cop? So for those of our listeners who, who don't know, I spent, uh, well, I was going to say a couple 
20 some years <laughs> right. of wor- working in law enforcement. I don't know if it was cops that, yeah. uh, <laughs> y- you know, I really didn't. Maybe get- like subconsciously. Probably. I mean, I love watching all of those. Th- I mean, you know, look, looking back now, at least if I was a fireman, I we get to sleep while we're at work. But uh, uh, it, I used it, to, as you know, in my misspent uh, years, yes. I, I was a, a park ranger, and, and the park I worked at was right next to the fireboat station. I have a very good friend who works at the fireboat <laughs> so, station, and yes, <laughs> I know. Uh, all of what that's like. <laughs> Joking around, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. In, um, in in life, unfortunately, there have been a couple times where I've come face to face with face face to face. Hey, how many drinks have we had? Uh, <laughs> face to face with, um, you know, an actual fire, like a real fire, yeah. not like somewhat, you know, a little campfire in the backyard, but a legitimate house fire. And hearing those sirens coming down the road, seeing the fire department showing up, and then watching what those guys do. I mean, they're amazing. They're 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 as, no as, you know as a cop you joke around with them sure. uh, but you know some of my best friends while lovely was, lovely guys when and they'd always feed us at the yeah, firehouse I know, they'd right? always have the police over they had we're these always these, making mac and cheese over there big dinners and then <laughs> yes of course if you're tired you might find a spare cot and be able to rest your eyes for a couple minutes but uh, well deserved for all the hard work they put in yes <laughs> uh, absolutely hats off to them you know we've been talking for almost twenty five minutes yeah. and, and and if there is someone out there that that that's been listening the entire time. Time. God bless you. God bless God, you. God, God, God bless you. Um, well, anyway, um, yeah. Um, yeah, we have another L'chaim. Yeah, L'chaim. <laughs> Shavua Tov to everyone. Have a fantastic week. Uh, Shavua Tov. Havdalah happy hour. Havdalah happy hour. We'll see. Listen maybe, next time. Uh, yeah, when you're back from Israel, we'll get together again. Maybe invite a couple friends over. Sounds and, uh, good to me, Jeremy. You just let me know the time and the place. I will bring the Shlivavitz. Sounds good. <laughs> have a great week, everyone.